We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, June the 15th, 2020. On today's show, we continue along with the 2020 opponent preview series. Today, we break down the Wofford Terriers of the Gamecocks, host the Terriers in an in-state battle between the two schools. I'll break down Wofford's head coach, how they did a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, give my overall outlook for the Terriers and the game in Columbia and much, much more. Also, some news and notes to get into, including Carmen Majinski being selected in the MLB draft, a free agent signee as well, Ryan Holinsky's recent ranking by Athlon Sports, your listener questions as well. We have a packed show, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket-buying app by far, the only ticket-buying app I use, and the only one that I recommend. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, Sports are on their way back. Thankfully, it seems like things are starting to really open up, especially across the state of South Carolina. This fall is approaching. It's coming quickly. Football season will be here before you know it. And hopefully, I have my fingers crossed that fans are going to be in the stadium. Otherwise, there's other sports as well that are going to be coming back around. Hopefully, baseball will be back as well. But whenever you can get tickets and whenever you can go to sporting events, I know who I'm going with, and it's going to be SeatGeek. Like I said, they are the best ticket-buying app by far. They're the one that I use. They have a great ticket rating system, which actually rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. Guys, so never again do you have to scalp. Do you have to worry about, well, really, social distancing. You don't have to interact with anybody, right? So we're going to be doing everything digital. It's going to be all over your phone. You can do it simply there with the click of a button. But what they do is they actually rate the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So, again, you're going to know exactly where you're sitting, what you're paying for it. Are you overpaying? Are you getting a steal? You're going to have that peace of mind to know that when you click the buy button, you're making the best absolute purchase for you, and you're getting the best bang for your buck. It's really that easy, guys. They've changed the game when it comes to ticket buying. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Monday. Another beautiful week here in the city. Very, very excited as we're continuing. We're actually wrapping up the opponent previews this week, guys. Talking Wofford today, Clemson on Thursday. But very, very excited to be talking to you guys here on this Monday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day, fantastic Monday. Let's jump right into it. Before we do, 
housekeeping item really quickly, as always, if you have not done so, click the pause button, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. If you have not done so, rate the show. Go leave it five stars. Leave your thoughts, your feedback, whatever questions, comments you may have. It's a great place to do it. And again, it helps boost up the podcast. So for those that have left a review, I truly do appreciate it. If you have not, take five seconds out of your day. Like I said, just click the pause button, leave five stars. And again, if you have any feedback, if there's things you like, things you don't like, things you want to see more of, I would love to hear that as well. Also, if you're not subscribed and you're tuned in, I'm not sure what you're doing. Hammer that subscribe button so you're getting the notifications when the podcast drops. Like I said last week, guys, we're going back to Monday, Thursday, but that can change at any point over the summer. So again, make sure you are subscribed. You do not want to miss out on the latest shows that drop. So be sure you're subscribed and please go rate the show as well. And again, I appreciate everyone that's already done that. Again, Welcome in. Fantastic Monday afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to this show. Very, very excited after a fun weekend for yours truly. I'm excited to come back to you guys again talking football. Um, it feels like things are kind of opening back up. The world is getting back to some normalcy as far as the pandemic side of things. I know we've had cases increase and stuff like that, but hopefully it's just a blip on the radar. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to take advice from me. Continue to social distance, stay safe, stay healthy, do what you got to do. But it's at least good – I'm at least happy about things are starting to open back up. Things are starting to get feel a feeling, a sense of feeling normalcy. Obviously, we still have no sports. There was golf on over the weekend, which was awesome to just have live sports back on TV in some capacity. I was definitely fired up about it. But, uh, but no, yeah, overall, hopefully you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, doing what you got to do, obviously being smart out there. Um, and taking care of yourselves. Let's dive right into it again. The 2020 opponent preview series in the last week of these, because we're wrapping up with Wofford and Clemson, the last two games on the schedule today. We are focused on the Wofford Terriers. Gamecocks taking on the Terriers Saturday, November the 21st in Columbia at Williams-Rice Stadium. The all-time series record, this one was interesting. South Carolina actually leads it 20-4. and four. The Gamecocks have won 17 matchups in a row. The last one they lost, I believe, was like 1917. So Wofford has not beaten South Carolina in a very, 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 very long time. A very long time. Um, the last meeting, 2017, you guys will remember, South kind of beat Wofford 31-10 to in 2017. It was the same spot of the schedule the week before the Clemson game. The one thing that sticks out to me in that game, I think that was the game Sky Moore tied the record for interceptions at South Carolina. That's one thing. The other thing I remember was that jersey combo we wore, Garnet, Black, Garnet, which – Looking back at the pictures, I'm not a fan. I think it looked bad. I mean, it was cool to, like, mix it up and be different, I guess, but not a huge fan of the Garnet Black Garnet. I, I just – I don't know. Wasn't a huge fan. Looking back at the pictures, like I said, did not look as good as I thought I remembered it looking. But either way, South Carolina won that game 31-10. 2019, Wofford 8-4, 7-1 in their conference, though, won the SOCON and actually made the NCAA FCS playoffs, lost in the first round. But Wofford – Speaking of the Terriers and the success they've had in the SoCon, their head coach, Josh Conklin, entering his third season as their head coach. He's 17-9 and nine overall. And they in his first two seasons, think of the success he's had. First two seasons, back-to-back SoCon champs and have made the FCS playoffs both years. So Josh Conklin doing a great job up there in Spartanburg for the Terriers. How they did in 2019, pulling up the Wofford schedule in 2019. And again, this is definitely a proud Wofford Terriers program. I did not realize, again, they went 8-4 and four last year, lost to Clemson last year, though. So, I mean, can you really hold that against them? 
Um, but seven and one in their conference. Just going down the schedule here, they actually lost their first two games. Lost at or excuse me, lost uh, yeah at South Carolina State twenty eight thirteen. Lost against Samford, which I think was a pretty big upset at the time. That was their only SoCon loss. They then went on to rattle off, let's see, two, three, four, five wins in a row before losing to Clemson. Um, then won their next three, then lost the last one. So going down the list again, they lose the back-to-back. South Carolina State, Sanford lose the first two. Beat Gardner-Webb, beat VMI, beat East Tennessee State, beat Western Carolina. They're rolling at this point. Beat Chattanooga in overtime in Spartanburg by a single point, by the way. Big one there. Lost at Clemson 59-14. to And, again, can you really hold it against them losing to Clemson? Um, but bounced back, beat Mercer, beat Furman, uh, beat the Citadel, and then actually lost their last game of the year at home. Um, and, that, excuse me, that was in the playoffs. So lost their game in the first round of the playoffs to Kennesaw State. They lost that one 28-21. to But overall – you know, after starting the season 0-2 to finish up 8-4, and um, a, a really, really good run. A really good run by Wofford last year. And, again, they won the SoCon. So, a really good year in Spartanburg. Uh, you take a look at their best returning players on offense and defense. You know, Wofford, we know the, st- the style of football they play, the type of offense they run with the options, stuff like that. So, you've got to, for me, I think you've got to go to the running back position and it all starts with Jaquez Allen, the sophomore. As a freshman, 52 carries, 528 yards, four touchdowns. He is their focal point of their offense. And, again, when you're running the option, he's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to be a dude. He's a, he's a speed guy. He's a burner. He will leave you in the dust. Jaquez Allen is a dude. Again, 52 carries, 528 yards, and four touchdowns for them. I expect those numbers to jump up big time in his sophomore season. Because, again, he wasn't exactly the feature back last year. They had some other guys that are now gone. I expect Jaquez Allen to be their feature guy this season. Uh, best returning player on defense, another sophomore. It's a young Wofford team. Uh, linebacker Joe Beckett. Joe Beckett, the sophomore, 50 tackles, four tackles for loss, and three sacks. And, again, that was as a true freshman. Did a lot on special teams for the Terriers as well. A dude who has a real knack for the football. Actually a local product, too. Played his football at White Knoll. So he's a guy who's a local kid. You know that'll be a big game for him coming, in, coming into Williams-Brice Stadium. Probably will have a chip on his shoulder. I doubt he was highly recruited by South Carolina, if recruited at all. So you know that'll be one of the kids that'll have a major, major chip on their shoulder. Um, you take a look at the overall outlook for this Wofford team. Just going down the list here, going down their 2020 schedule. Um, pull it up really quickly. First things first, I expect Wofford to have another fantastic season. I mean, they have really become the pride of the SOCON. This is a really solid team. Knows what it likes to do. Knows what it's good at. And, again, Conklin has done a great job up there in Spartanburg. But just take a look at their schedule. They'll have a tough one to start the year at Furman to open up September the 5th, return home to face the Citadel. Then they play Mercer at Samford, South Carolina State at home, at Chattanooga, VMI, at Western Carolina, at Gardner-Webb. East Tennessee State at home to wrap up SOCOM play in their final game of the season in Columbia at South Carolina. So, again, that'll cap off their season. Taking a look at the schedule, I'm looking at about a, probably an 8-3, and three, maybe a 9-2 and two record for Wofford. Again, this is a team that Josh Conklin done a great job so far with the Terriers. They know what they're good at. They know what their bread and butter is. This is a really, really good program, really proud program. Um, and I expect them to have a good year. As far as focusing on this game and the overall outlook for this game for the Gamecocks and just the Gamecocks and Terriers when they play in November, um, you know, I know people, a lot of people are going to look at this as this is South Carolina's quote-unquote tune-up game before the Clemson game. Do not take the Terriers lightly. And I tell you, whoever's scheduling Wofford, we need to stop because South Carolina has never fared well, it feels like, 
against these option teams. Um, obviously, I'm not putting Wofford on the same tier as App State a year ago. I'm definitely not doing that. But this is one of those games you do not want to take lightly. I mean, South Carolina, no excuse, should win the ball game. I'm not saying that. But all I'm saying is give Wofford their due. Give Wofford their credit. And this is a game where South Carolina is going to have to play good, sound, fundamental football. Going to have to execute. Going to have to play their assignments very, very well to beat a team like Wofford. And South Carolina did that, I thought, in the 2017 matchup. I thought South Carolina was also more physical at the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage will be a huge factor in this game, obviously, with the style of offense and the style of football that Wofford plays. But the big thing with South Carolina in this one, again, just avoiding the letdown. I mean, listen, you're expected to win. You should win this football game. I mean, really, you guys can hear. There's not much to say about this game. Listen, this is going to be Wofford's Super Bowl, like it or not. Like I mentioned with, uh, with Joe Beckett, they're going to have a lot of kids come in, local kids that either didn't get recruited by South Carolina, maybe didn't even get offered by South Carolina, or, you know, what have you. Whatever it may be, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder, no doubt. You know they're going to use that to their advantage, and they're going to use that as, as their, you know, probably same way that App State did. They're going to use that as far as their motivation tactics. South Carolina's the bigger, more physical team. They should win this football game. It's a completely different level of football from what South Carolina's playing to what Wofford's playing. But you can't come into the game as a player that way. You've got to take Wofford seriously. Again, you're going to have to play assignment football. You're going to have to be very physical, win at the point of attack. And again, after you lost to App State last season, I'm not taking this game for granted. I'm not. You need to show up and play your best football. You lost last year on senior night. And again, I'm not, like I said, I'm not putting Wofford up there with App State because App State is a good football team. But Wofford's a good football team too. They're good at their level. So, Show up, play your assignments. I mean, play your game. You're going to win the football game. Just play your game. Avoid the letdown, though, because, again, you do play Clemson the next week. You want to have a solid outing. You want to have some confidence going into that Clemson game. you got to travel to Clemson. So you want some confidence going into that Clemson game. The Gamecocks could use a big home win against the Terriers for sure. So, again, that is the Wofford Terriers. Not, not quite as much to say about Wofford as some of the others, but again, do not take the Terriers lightly because this will be a team that will probably win the SoCon again, will be back in the playoffs. Josh Conklin's got it rolling in Spartanburg. This is a really, really good team. Do not take them lightly. Um, all right, a couple news and notes, and we'll get into some listener questions and we'll wrap it up. Um, news and notes starting with, like you guys heard last week, I was recording the show Wednesday night, and Carmen Majinski had not gotten taken yet. Well, he was drafted that night. Carmen Majinski drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates, the 31st overall pick in the MLB draft. The Pittsburgh Pirates taking Carmen Majinski, Gamecocks right-handed pitcher. The, I think what was the 15th overall first-round draft pick in Gamecocks baseball history. So awesome for Mark Kingston. Awesome for his program. You know, I know people are – some people are – I guess a little surprised at Carmen Majinski how high he was taken. Listen, the guy's always had phenomenal stuff, and he tore up the Cape Cod last year. I will say I think it's crazy that a guy take, gets taken that high, and he's, you know, he never got the opportunity to really pitch against SEC competition for a full season and really test his abilities. But you can't take that away from this year. That wasn't his fault. So happy for Carmen, happy for Gamecock baseball. It's great exposure for your program when you've got a guy that's taken where he was taken. Great news for South Carolina, too, as far as the draft front is concerned because he was the only guy drafted. Graham Lawson signing a free agent deal with the Cubs as well, but I highly doubt anyone else signs a free agent deal. Um, maybe maybe Beaver and Bowen are two guys that maybe get some looks. Maybe they get a deal, but I, I, you know, I, I doubt it, honestly. 
Um, but it's great news for Gamecock baseball because you have basically everyone coming back. You've got Thomas Farr coming back. You've got Brandon Jordan coming back. And I've got good word that both those guys actually got calls in the third round. They had offers and decided to turn them down. So you've got two-thirds of your weekend rotation coming back. And then you've got basically this entire recruiting class coming in. Uh, Luke Little obviously taking fifth round. Listen, I, I think he's gone for sure. But I, I will tell you this. I mean – Luke Little's a guy to me that if he came to school throwing 100 and balled out and did what he'd probably do, he'd probably be a first-rounder next year. So, I mean, I, I know he's gone. I know he's probably gone. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, like, this is a first round. I mean, dude, you're a lefty throwing 100. Like, you know, I, I'm just saying. Like, maybe it's worth it to take a look at going to school. But highly doubt it. Again, he got taken fifth round. But basically, all your recruiting class is coming to school. So, uh Gamecock baseball should have its best season in a while next year with all the talent you're going to have on campus for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, another note, uh, you know, I already talked about Athlon Sports and the, the magazine and kind of what they rated. I actually found this late this afternoon in the very back page of the Athlon magazine. They have their quarterback rankings, right? They have their quarterback rankings. They ranked all 130 starting quarterbacks um, in college football. And so what it says is, let's see, we took on the difficult task of ranking all 130 starting quarterbacks in the FBS ranks. We considered several factors, including 2019 statistics, projections for 2020, value to the team, recruiting profile, and overall talent. Ryan Holinsky coming in 53rd on that list, 53rd best starting quarterback in college football. I posed the question on social media late Sunday afternoon. Just what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you think about that? I think 53rd is a little low. It definitely feels kind of low to think there are 52 quarterbacks in the country better than Holinsky. One interesting note, Jake Bentley comes in at 57th. 57th on this list. Um, just to give you guys some names, Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one, Justin Fields two, Sam Howell three. I thought that – I listen, I like Sam Howell, but third? Third? I mean, we've seen some guys have some sophomore slumps, man. Third? Um, notable SEC guys, though, Jamie Newman, the new Georgia quarterback's 11th, uh, Kyle Trask, 15th, Bo Nix, 21st, Mac Jones, 24th, uh, Zach Thomas from App State, by the way, 28th. So, again, interesting. And, and just interesting, fun talking points. We're in the offseason. We're at that point. Ryan Holinsky ranked 53rd best quarterback by Athlon. Again, I think it's a little low. Uh, I know Ryan – listen, he's got a ton to prove. I'd be the first one to tell you that he's got a ton to prove, but – Fifty third seems fifty <laughs> third seems pretty low. I'm not gonna lie. Um, last note here, really quickly: Carolina Coastal, December the first, renewing that series on the hardwood. The two teams facing off in basketball, December first. So again, that should be a lot of fun. The game will be at CLA. Listener questions. Have just one listener question. A little disappointed in you guys that you're not leaving more listener questions. I really am. I know everybody's busy during the summer over the weekend, but come on, come on, guys. The show must go on. Um, and the question is simple. H cross well live, H cross we yeah H cross well live. Do you think the Terriers have a chance? That is the only question we got. Do I think the Terriers have a chance? It's a slim chance. I mean, listen, South Carolina is the better football team. No question. It's a different level of football. South Carolina has a different breed of athlete than 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 Wofford has. But is there a chance? You know, yeah, there's a chance. I mean, listen, I you know. App State had a chance, and again, they're not on the same level. I'm not saying they are, but 
yeah, Wofford's got a chance. If South Carolina goes out there and turns the football over and makes mistakes and doesn't play disciplined, sound football and play their assignments, there's certainly a chance. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I knew that App State had a chance. I didn't know they had that good of a chance, though. So, again, I'm not taking anybody lightly at this point. Um, I think Wofford does have a chance, but I, I expect the Gamecocks to get the win. I mean, come on. It's just if we're, if we're really that concerned about Wofford, then our program is a lot worse off than we thought it was. So, just my two cents on it. But, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. That's going to do it for me. Again, we're wrapping up the Wofford Terriers Thursday show talking Clemson. That'll wrap up the opponent preview series. So, until then, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a fantastic Monday. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.